Hallelujah. So good to be back again online. We'll trust God to minister and speak to our hearts. And may we be found in a place that we are ready to deal with whatever is coming up. Because our God is faithful. Hallelujah. Let's worship Him who is worthy. We give you thanks, Lord. We give you praise, Holy One. Oh, faithful God. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of the living God, both now and forevermore. Hallelujah. 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 To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. Be blessings and glory and honor and power forever. Be blessings and glory and honor and power forever. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. To him who sits on the throne and unto the Lamb. We worship you, we worship you, the one who is the lion and the lamb at the same time. Blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name, blessed be your holy name. There is none like you, O Lord, no one compares with you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, we worship you. We worship you, the one who's a lion to the enemy, but a lamb to each one who calls on his name. Hallelujah. To us, the redeemed, the blood-bought, we worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. You're worthy, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for this precious day to live in your presence, to serve the Most High God. We worship you for your communion, your spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, precious Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the living God. Blessed be the name of the living God, both now and forevermore. We worship you. Asheleste, Prazenema, Melmonde, Briskamide, Galaza, Brakateste. O Mantafele, Gebreste, Bebele, Diente. Menko, Prefidin, Coresa, Manda. Mentala, Bica, Simaduco, Papeli, Vigembri. Riso, Cupra, Cafalica, Dangelo, Precasta. O Manakeste, Bilo, Dufri. We give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship him, we worship him who's worthy. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we give you thanks. We call every need met. Every yoke destroyed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Free to serve the King. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. What a day to live. What a time to be on the earth. And just to know that the Lord has trusted us and committed his life to us so that we can bring this gospel and this life before people. Hallelujah. Let's open up our Bibles to Romans, the third chapter. And uh, let's read out of verse 25. And it says, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, verse 26 continues, I say at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Where is boasting then? 27 continues. It is excluded by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Hallelujah. Therefore we conclude, 28, that as a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law, is he, 29, the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you can see from these uh, scriptures here that God is the God of every nation, Jew and Gentile, and that he's using the same means to save them, to bless and deliver them in every area, which is a law called the law of faith. Praise God. It is a law. God is uh, the God of certain kind of principles and divine decrees and laws which he set in motion which even science cannot explain. They, they know that the atom is bound together by, the fo by a force, but they don't know what that force is and what makes it stay that way. They just discover and say what is already there, but they cannot say how come it's there. You know, so many lapses in science. But you and I know that God, the God of faith, spoke from within himself and these things came to pass. <clears throat> But um, it's about faith. And to be precise, in the 25th verse, it says, Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. So one of the things that we are putting our faith in is the blood of Jesus, through faith in His blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that that blood has done a work for us, that it's not ordinary blood. It is special God's own blood. Hallelujah. Let's hear uh, verse 25 
and 26 also in Canada, if we can. Hallelujah. So there is no actual uh, work that we do anymore in these uh, in this respect. <clears throat> we are to believe certain things and then because of that we begin to act upon the reality of what Jesus has already paid for <clears throat> and settled. Hallelujah. There's nothing we can really boast about. Uh, there's nothing special about us. We are all uh, guilty before this righteous king. And then he offers his blood for our cleansing, for the remission of our sins, whether it be past and the memory included. And therefore, it is justification by faith without the deeds of the law because no external performance could satisfy God because the problem was internal it was an intrinsic problem man had uh, failed in the spirit realm praise God and therefore uh, we can study a few thoughts about uh, the blood and those kind of things how it is a different kind of blood let's see if we can Pursue these thoughts a little bit <clears throat> and see. It's nice to know that Jesus didn't die of bleeding. Hallelujah. It was not bleeding that caused him to die and uh, that puts him in another place, special, that he is completely God and completely man and that neither of those characters uh, were lost while he was on the earth. Very interesting. It's mysterious. So the Bible calls it the mystery of godliness. But because of that, he must have had uh, another life force, another kind of uh, power that sustained him because of the fact that he was born of a virgin. And so uh, he was not defiled by our fleshly nature, even though he was man. Completely man and completely God. Hallelujah. Very interesting person. And he had to be manifest that way for God's plans and his love for us to come to pass. Hallelujah. And therefore, it's so wonderful to just think about it. And very uh, common scriptures which you will be reading again and again uh, produces fresh stirring up of your memory and thereby stirring your life forward to continue to stay thankful for that blood. Hallelujah. Um, let's go to the book of John and read the, the gospel of John. John chapter 19. Praise God. It's uh, precious when you consider these things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 30, it says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. So we are being taken to the vision of the cross there. You know, they were trying to ease his pain and uh, give him some kind of uh, liquid 
recipe to help him. And uh, anyway, he had to do what had been written about him. And he received the vinegar. And he said, it is finished. And he bowed, up his, bowed down his head and gave up the ghost. Hallelujah. So in other words, he yielded himself and gave up his own life because of us. Amen. Then he continues in 31. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day. Then in parenthesis, for that Sabbath day was a high day. They besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. In other words, these people, uh, they would not die uh, necessarily from crucifixion. They would still be there. But if their legs were broken, it would hasten the process and eventually they would die from uh, suffocation and a ruptured heart and things like that. So this was meant to speed up the process. 32. Then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But, verse 33, when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they brake not his legs. Hallelujah. So, uh, interesting. They found out he's already dead, so they didn't break his legs. Continuing, verse 34, But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came there out, of, out blood and water. So that's when the bleeding actually is uh, recorded there. The blood and water came out. And he that saw it bear record. And his record is true. That he knoweth that he saith true that he might believe. Praise God. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And another scripture said they shall look on him whom they pierced. Praise God. So you can see here that, you know, the, it was not because of bleeding that he died. Hallelujah. He had already uh, the authority to give his life, to yield his life, to uh, yield up the ghost or his spirit. He sent his spirit back to the Father. So the blood was not uh, given for, you know, taking his life. It was given for us, for the mercy of God uh, and the justice of God to meet together. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that God would be able to um, write off completely, eternally, every failure and sin that our forefather Adam had brought upon humanity. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And sometimes, you know, just reading these scriptures, the Spirit of God will emphasize something and stir you up in that direction. And so, it's just precious to know that that blood was separate, in quote, from his own spirit life. Hallelujah. The blood there was the blood and life of, you know, the natural flesh, when you look at you know, the book of Leviticus, but in his case, it was, it was not just his life. He, his life was is actually the life of God 
And you know, that spirit life, <clears throat> he permitted to leave his body, yielding to God. But the blood, which was for the new covenant, had to be pure. And that blood was shed for you and I. And it says it was blood and water. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's see if we can uh, read that also in Canada from verse 30 to um, 34. Praise God. ಯೇಸುಹುಳಿರಸವನ್ನು ಆಗ ಸೈನಿಕರು ಬಂದು ಆತನ ಜೊತೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ಶಿಲುಬೆಗೆ ಹಾಕಲ್ಪಟ್ಟಿದ್ದ ಮೊದಲನೆಯವನ ಕಾಲುಗಳನ್ನು ಮತ್ತೊಬ್ಬನ ಕಾಲುಗಳನ್ನು ಮುರಿದರು ಆದರೆ ಅವರು ಯೇಸುವಿನ ಬಳಿಗೆ ಬಂದಾಗ ಆತನು ಆಗಲೇ ಸತ್ತಿರುವುದನ್ನು ಕಂಡು ಆತನ ಕಾಲುಗಳನ್ನು ಮುರಿಯಲಿಲ್ಲ ಆದರೆ ಸೈನಿಕರಲ್ಲಿ ಒಬ್ಬನು ಈಟಿಯಿಂದ ಆತನ ಪಕ್ಕೆಯನ್ನು ತಿವಿದನು ಕೂಡಲೇ ರಕ್ತವು ನೀರು ಹೊರಗೆ ಬಂತು things to think about and ponder about and see the kind of person he was that he was truly god and man together in one hallelujah it's a mystery the bible declares that it's a you know your head is going to scratch a little bit because the natural man cannot receive these things they are like foolishness unto him but we that are in quote spiritual we understand these things they are revealed unto us by the spirit of god even the spirit who searches the deep things of god hallelujah and so this helps us to have a deeper uh rooting in that life and that uh, mercy of god hallelujah uh, let's look at another scripture 1 john 5 and verse 6 this time is the epistle of john and he said there this is he that came by water and blood even jesus christ not by water only but by water and blood and it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth hallelujah interesting scripture there notice that you know they have picked up um this idea of the water and the blood hallelujah and so it had to be noted that water and blood came out of him and somebody may say in medical terms that it was you know plasma and maybe rbc and all that but god could have said that plasma and rbc but he chose to say water and blood and continued to mention that idea that it was water and blood hallelujah of course god knows what plasma is and all that but he decided not to talk about plasma but rather to talk about water and blood hallelujah let's see if we can hear 1 john 5:6 in kannada also if we have not already itane andare yesu kristane neerinindalu raktadindalu bandatanu neerininda maatravallade neerinindalu raktadindalu bandanu idakke sakshi koduvatanu aatmane yakandare aatmanu satyavagiddane you notice that in the scripture there is a lot of reference to waters when it comes to the life and salvation of god uh the spirit of god is compared to living waters 
the life of God compared to the same. So there is this uh, kind of example of waters that you will see in the scripture. Hallelujah. So we can look at some things like that. Uh, In John 3 verse 5 it says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's uh, quite clear. He says that you have to be born of water and the Spirit. And then he goes on in verse 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Hallelujah. Very interesting scripture there, all connected to verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. So you have all of these, in quote, pictures uh, that he's trying to use to explain. But at the same time, those pictures have a reality to them that if you're born again, something happens between water slash spirit and also your faith in the blood of Jesus and that it is the water that in a way symbolizes the spirit and you know the life is also in the blood. Very interesting how that combination of God and perfect man are matched inside there. Praise God. And so um, it's going to meet the requirements of God's merciful uh, cleansing, at the same time, empower us with life, the life of God, which cannot be overcome until you choose, until you decide that you can be taken. Otherwise, uh, you just keep living. Hallelujah. Some interesting thoughts like that. And therefore, he's using this kind of language And uh, you can read it and meditate on it for yourself and see uh, what it says to you. But I believe that this is the essence of what it carries. Praise God. So let's um, maybe read uh, there John 3 and uh, we can read the fifth verse and then read also um, verse 3 in John. Yesu Pratyuttaravagi Avanige, Ninage Nijanijavagi Hedutene, Obanu Nirin Indalu, Atman Indalu, Hutta Didare, Avanu Devara Raja Dolage, Praveshisalaranu. Yesu Pratyuttaravagi Avanige, Nanu Ninage Nijanijavagi Hedutene, Obanu Tirigi Hutta Didare, Avanu Devara Raja Vanu, Nodalaranu Andanu. Praise the Lord. So there are interesting thoughts there and um, it's fun to see how these things are said. But um, in verse 7 of 1 John 5, it says, For well, there are three that bear record. Notice that. There are three that bear record in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. And there are three that bear witness on the earth. Verse 8 continues. The Spirit, the water, and the blood. These three agree in one. Hallelujah. So there's some kind of interesting combination of uh, those three elements again representing the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Interesting pictures. And so Jesus had to shed blood and water. And we are, you know, thinking about these things and the power of water, the power of the blood. 
And there is a witness notice on the earth, the spirit, the water and the blood. You can see there is an interchanging of water and blood, water and word, you know, spirit, water, all of these things together. Just, you know, let's read them also for, you know, helping our thinking. Verse 7 and 8 of 1 John 5. Praise the Lord. Interesting how all these things are laid out there. And then in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, it says that in the 26th verse, uh, you can see the comparison again about the water and the word of God. It says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Praise God. So you can see there is such a deep cleansing that takes place by the water of the word that actually God trusts that that will produce a result that you are without blemish. Praise God. And um, that is vital. Therefore, we know that as you walk through this world, you continue to soil your feet because you are walking by faith. You are living by faith. And your faith is being challenged by the lies that are out there. And the uh, demonic realms are trying to challenge your mind uh, into not believing God. Into compromising uh, with natural things. Looking at the natural things. Not receiving the things of the Spirit. So we need cleansing in the Word of God again and again. And He has given the church for that. We are trusting that a church will be able to meet those needs and give us the cleansing and the washing so that we stand again blameless over and over before God. Hallelujah. So we're putting faith in that word, in that water, and putting faith in the blood that together they are bearing witness before God that as we live down here, there is a witness before God that we are cleansed and we are right in His sight, and that our faith is working. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's read that also in uh, Canada, Ephesians 5, 26 and 27. Sorry. Atanu adannu vakya vemba nirin inda toledu pratishti se shuddha maadid dallade. Adannu kadanka sukku intaddu yavadu illade parishuddhavu dosha villaddu agiruva mahime illa sabaya annagi tanage tane samarpisikolla bekendiddane. Praise God. Amazing how all these things are noted, recorded in there. And so we are only cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. And that word gives us faith and it gives us faith in the blood, in the life of God. And helps us to understand that it is a reality that this is what God has planned for us before time began. That we would enjoy his life. Enjoy his royal life and live on the earth as though it were him in these uh, vessels of clay, in these earthen vessels. Hallelujah.
taking advantage of the power in the blood and the word of God, the spirit of God. These three that bear witness and uh, enjoy heaven and the reality of God's love and care for us. Hallelujah. So much is uh, wrapped up in all of these. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I read in Titus, the third chapter, verse 5, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Just to know that, you know, we have have come to a place today uh, in the calendar and time of God, in this age, that we are just simply enjoying what has already been done and it is real and it transcends time and space and works for us in our lives personally that we are regenerated, we are cleansed, we are washed by the reality of the blood, the word, the spirit. There's a regeneration, hallelujah, that is taking place not by anything we have done. <laughs> Not by anything we could have done. We could not have helped God in any way. The only thing we could do is receive His mercy. Praise God. It's a good thing to know that we are most of all receivers. And out of the reception of these truths, we are able to bring forth a manifestation of the life of God on the earth. That you can actually see your life lived out as God would have enjoyed on the earth. Praise God. God would have liked it on the earth. Hallelujah. And it's powerful to see that there is a regeneration and a renewing that is taking place. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Um, you know, I, I heard of a story of a man who fell into some dirty sewer, you know, and maybe he tried to kill himself or he fell by some chance and it was the city sewage and the river was, you know, dark and, you know, dirty. There was nothing, you know, clear. You couldn't see anything clearly. It was dark and dirty. And the man fell into it and uh, somebody saw him and went and, you know, rushed in and brought him out. And there was a doctor on hand. And so as they were watching the man pumping him and he managed to bring out, you know, some level of life into him and, He was quickened and so they said, ah, we have saved him. And the doctor said, yes, but now our job is to bring the river out of him, bring the dirt out of him. Hallelujah. So sometimes we have to look at it like that, that we are saved, praise God, and delivered out of the world. But now we may have to bring those lies and the worldly ways out of us to enjoy that fullness of life. Hallelujah. So thank God you and I are saved. Thank God you and I are on our way to heaven. But there is a cleansing uh, to remove these things. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so uh, sometimes it's easy, so easy for people to get saved. The work that Jesus has done, if you understand it, you just call on His name from a true heart, you're saved. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. And there is no difference. And you will not be put to shame. Romans tells us, I believe in the 13th verse even, that you will not be put to shame. Whoever believes in Him will not be put to shame. It's ridiculous sometimes to the mind that 
you are saved just by calling on His name. And that the work that He has done is given to us freely by calling on the name. And you are actually a new creature. You are brand new with the very life of God. Regenerated. Hallelujah. Just like that. But uh, the rest of the process is the removal of the worldly life, the failed life, the messed up life that Adam gave us, and uh, which is prevalent out there. And that's why there has to be this washing of the water of the word. It's not because of any legalisms. It's not because of any uh, force from just outside. But we are thinking more about how can I be cleansed from the lies that are out there so that I can enjoy the very nature and life of God on the earth. Hallelujah. So um, praise God. By His mercy He saved us. Thank you Jesus. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. There is a, there is a constant work the Holy Ghost is uh, wanting to do. And uh, we can enjoy that. And we can see the very life and nature of God uh, actually working in our flesh. Hallelujah. Getting to a place where uh, your flesh can actually show the very life of God. That handkerchiefs put on your body can affect the healing and the cure and drive out devils. You know that because you are uh, so immersed in that thinking and you are totally... uh, drenched by those waters that it begins to affect you hallelujah praise god you know paul uh, had to spend about three months in one school uh, which was available you know like any school Uh, they would do certain times of the day and then it is free for the rest of the day and so paul had to use that building and it was called the school of tyrannus and he brought believers there Uh, separated them from the hardened ones and began to teach them for three months every single day. And after that, guess what happened? Unusual miracles began to happen. Praise God. God could do certain things that were beyond the imagination. That a handkerchief could go and drive out devils. That demons would identify it was not just an ordinary handkerchief, even though it was just, you know, needle and thread and so on. But it carried something real, something tangible, something that had authority over demons, over death, over sicknesses, which was the very life and nature and power of the Spirit of the living God coming through us. Hallelujah. Uh, But it required a certain... Uh, immersion, you know, again and again and again, day after day after day. That's like 90 days non-stop. And then things began to happen. Very interesting uh, to see these kind of things. Let's see if we can um, read uh, something. Praise God. Let's go to the book of Acts. And God is good. Acts chapter 19, and we can read some thoughts there. Ooh, glory to God. These things are quite thrilling when you think about it, that the very life and nature of God are now brought to us through these amazing, uh, in quote, 
symbols, but which are actually alive. Water, blood, spirit, (laughs) word. They're alive and they're the very essence of God himself. And that if you give yourself to it, things begin to happen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. So the, the twelve were filled with the Holy Ghost, the Bible says. Twelve of them, that's how that church started in Ephesus. The men were about twelve, Acts 19, verse 7. And he went in the synagogue, spake boldly by the space of three months, disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them, separated the disciples, disputing daily in the school of one Tyrannus. Praise God. And then he says, sorry, that was three months in the beginning, and then people were separated. Um, And then he comes to the school of Tyrannus with believers. And verse 10 says, this continued by the space of two years. So that all they which dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. And then God wrought special miracles. (laughs) So three months separated people. Hardened ones were left. Pliable ones were separated. Those who could endure daily teaching were separated. Amen. And Paul did non-stop teaching there for two years. Isn't that interesting? So from 90 days to two years. And after two years of daily, every single day. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Then things began to happen. Verse 11. God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Hallelujah. I was you know, following the ministry of someone the other time. Just reading along. And he said that he would stay in a place for maybe three, four weeks. He was a traveling minister. The first week, nothing special happened. Second week, nothing special happened. These were daily meetings, morning and evening, morning and evening. By the third uh, week or so of these daily morning and evening meetings, things would start happening. Suddenly, there would be like fog in the church. You know, it would roll in and people would be, you know, in quote, raptured by God. And healings would just occur and people would be astonished. They would be silent before God and God would just heal, do whatever he wanted. And it it took a daily uh, going at it again and again and again for the reality to be uh, sort of immersed in our lives. And we immersed in it and it immersed in us for that truth about that the life of God itself would actually show up. Because these things are not just, in quote, symbols. They are realities of himself. The water, the blood, the word, the spirit. That they are required for us to see God do what he wants to do. Doesn't he want to do special things all the time? He does. But there has to be a certain immersion that will bring that into, you know, place. So, um, Paul had to, you know, he could... I don't know if he could have just done it like that, you know, but I believe that he was showing us a method by which you can actually bring it to a place where people can experience the unusual, special miracles of God. 
Hallelujah. Because of the reality of immersing in the word, in the things of the spirit, every single day, non-stop. So these guys had at least two years and three months of full blast of the word of God constantly. And then unusual things began to happen. Amen. So that even handkerchiefs, praise God. Glory to God. That from his body were brought onto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons and the diseases departed from them and the evil spirits went out of them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God wrought special, special miracles by the hands of Paul. Special miracles. So I think that there's more than just one there. There's more than just, you know, handkerchiefs. I think stuff was going on. And one interesting thing was that handkerchiefs began to produce results. As though God himself had come there and the demons knew it and they departed. And the sicknesses knew it and departed. So there is a place where God, who wants to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask for or think, can do it. But it requires us to get into a place where we are uh, totally uh, soaked in the reality of the Spirit, the Word, the blood, the mercy of God, the life of God, the regenerative power of the Holy Ghost. All of that again and again and again. We keep getting it those day after day, day after day, two and a half years or three years totally of his ministry in Ephesus. And that church became one of the biggest, greatest churches in that time of, of uh, history. Hallelujah. And um, praise God that this is available for any one of us. That is why it's given to us. So that we will have the same fellowship. We will have the same results that they had. Praise God. And so we are doing all of this activity in quote. Reading Bible, doing studies, doing prayer. Trying to make... Uh, not because of any legalism, trying to make all this happen, not because of legalism, but because this is the way God does it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see if we can uh, read there. Praise God. Acts 19, and maybe we can start from verse um, 7. Avaru Sumaru Haneradu Mandi Gandasaru Paulanu Alia Saba Mandira Dolage Hogi Muru Tingalu Alia Devara Raja the Vishaya Gadanu Kuritu Vadi Sutta Janaranu Udambadi Sutta Dairia Dinda Matanadi the No Kelavaru Tama Manasugadanu Katina Madikundu Nambade Samuha the Mundea Marga Uketa Dendu Hedalu Avanu Avaranu Bitu Shisharanu Bere Madi Turanana Shali Ali Pratidinavu Vadi Sidanu Idu Eradu Varushagalavaregu Nadadadarinda Asyadali Vasavagida Yudiru Greekaru Katanada Yesu Kristana Vakyavanu Kedidaru. Devaru Paulana Kainda Visheshavada Mahakaryagalanu Nadisutta Idadarinda. Janaru Avana Maimelin in the Kaivastragalanu, Udivastragalanu, Tandu Rogigala Mele Hakalu, Avaravara Rogagalu Vasiadavu, Devagalu Bittu Vodavu. Glory to God. So you can see that there was uh, something unique going on there, which God would like to have, uh, you know, for us, because that's the church age, that we also should enjoy such things. 
and uh, God is willing to do such things and if we can you know without any legalism attached to it if we can just say the reason for it is God wants us to get to a place where these things uh, take over in our lives and that requires constant daily loading of these realities and then things begin to happen hallelujah and if you notice in that same chapter by verse 20 it says so mightily grew the word of god and prevailed so notice at this stage it's the word growing and dominating but it did so mightily why didn't it do so mightily before why should it be said that the word grew mightily at that point and dominated at that point? It means that that progression of events, if it was followed like that, would produce that kind of result. The word should prevail mightily because it's the word. But there are certain things that require our uh, agreement and our total uh, submersion in it and a addiction, so to speak, with it, that you, you want to be there and you don't mind a daily dose, morning and night, morning and night, morning and night for years, and then God can do special things. Maybe legs will grow out, hands will grow out, brand new body parts will just pop up, and it'll just be happening. And that is God himself showing up uh, you know, in his great goodness and mercy, uh, fulfilling what he wants to do on the earth. Hallelujah. And then the word is at another level altogether. So mightily grew the word of God and dominated and showed its muscles. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So as people who are looking for these things, who are meditating on these things, who are expecting these things, we are encouraged to see, okay, this is how he does it. Hallelujah. So let's hear um, Acts 19.20 also in Canada. Praise God. So you can see that um, if there is a daily load, it may cause some to be hardened and then some to uh, be more and more flexible and open. But that is a result that happens, you know. So don't be uh, de despising these things. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go on back to the thoughts that we were meditating on. Let's go to 1 John chapter 1. Let's observe there. In verse 7, but if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Hallelujah. So there is a place that we are walking actually in the light. Light of the knowledge of God, but also light of the life of God. Where God can actually flow through us in an unhindered way. Praise God. That same life, that same light uh, can work through us. Praise God. And that if you have um, any guilt about it and you think that you are not there, 
you can always apply the blood of Jesus and you can enjoy the benefits of that light walk again. Hallelujah. And there is a cleansing from all sin. Amen. There's a cleansing from all sin. Praise God. Verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. So sometimes, you know, we may be looking at things. People won't see that. We may be looking at things and thinking, Ah, I don't like the idea of just having the word every day. Man, I need a life. You know, I've got better things to do. And we may have to confess that. Lord, that was my attitude. And I was at odds with your word. I didn't want that kind of immersion and that kind of contact with the word of God. Forgive me. Your word is who you are. It is your life. It is you. You are the word in truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. And you may have to confess that so that you can, uh, you know, prepare your heart for further fellowship with this same life, with the same power, with the same light. And it comes through the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin. Amen. So people may not see uh, from the outside your attitudes inside. But when you are exposed to the word of God, there's a lot of change that takes place. There's a constant renewing and regeneration that's going on. And the worldly lies are coming out. And uh, our refusal and resistance, you know, to the word of God. And our unbelief and fear and doubt is being flushed out again and again. And because of that dosage, being so repetition, I mean repetitious and over and over, uh, week after week and month after month, and including years of daily exposure, they were able to see the word coming to another level. Hallelujah. And of course, demons came out of people, the fakes were exposed, the lies were exposed. All of this is because one man decided, and he had a at least a few people who agreed to sit under him. <laughs> Praise God. Sometimes it'd be one person or two people and you just continue with them. Hallelujah. Amen. And so it started with 12. Praise God. And uh, they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. And, but he was always concerned about the Jewish people like Jesus was. He went to you know, uh, his own people, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then uttermost parts of the earth. So you can see that he loved his people, but his own people gave him headaches. Amen. And, uh, you know, it was tough. But today is our turn. Glory to God. We can use the same eternal record of God's word to see the same results, that it is eternal. Hallelujah. Amen. I think we've uh, done 1 John 1, 7. No. Shall we read 1 John 1, 7 and then 1 John 1, 9? Atanu bedakin alliru vanteye naavu bedakin alli nadedare naavu obbara sangadal obbaru anyonyateyalli deve. Atana maganada Yesu Kristana raktavu nammannu sakala paapadinda shuddhi maaduttade. Naavu namma paapagalannu arike maadidare atanu nambigastanu neetivantanu aagiruvadarinda namma paapagalannu kshamisi bittu sakala aneetiyinda nammannu shuddhi maaduvanu. Glory to God. I think we've done verse 9 also. 
There is no uh, place where you say, I don't want to hear 1 John 1 9 again. You should just be full of mercy. You should just be so aware that the blood is speaking for us right now. And all we need to do is open our mouths and say, I need the blood. I need the mercy. And that's all. And you will enjoy cleansing and a fellowship with God that we desire and want more and more. Hallelujah. The communion with the Spirit. We want that again and again and again. And so we become more and more conscious of the changes that are taking place. My thoughts are changing. My life is changing. I want to change and enjoy more of your fellowship. I don't want to be distracted. So there had to be that kind of a daily dose. And so it's not because of legalism, but it's because of a desire to see what God wanted for His people on the earth. To enjoy what they enjoyed. That we could have the same fellowship. We could have the same results if we fellowship the way they did. Hallelujah. With the Word, with the Spirit. Praise God. I read from Ephesians 1 also. Notice there, verse 7. In whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There's so much that God wants us to enjoy uh, in that kind of thinking with the blood. Verse 14, I mean, verse 10 says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on earth, even in Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice here, verse 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. Hallelujah. So this is where we're going. We're going to have raptured bodies. That's, that's where we're headed. Hallelujah. But meantime, before that happens, let us enjoy some of these realities. That fullness of times, the dispensation of the fullness of times is that, you know, kingdom where Jesus is going to rule and you and I will rule with Him. That's coming. He's going to make that come to pass. But meantime, before that, let us enjoy what He planned for us through His blood, through His life, which was offered for us. Praise God. Very um, powerful thoughts that God had for us before time began. Glory to God. Let's go to uh, Revelation 13 before we come back here to Ephesians 1. Revelation 13, and notice there the 8th verse. He says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Praise God. The B part of it is talking directly to us that this lamb was slain for us before the foundation of the world. So God thought about you and I and His love uh, and His desire for us to manifest that same life that His Son carried, you know, was planned for long before in His um, 
divine love and care, which you may call, um, you know, sovereignty. This was a sovereign thing he did. He sovereignly chose to display all of his care and love and desire for us before time began in Christ Jesus. And knew that you and I would accept it. And he knew who would not accept it either. But he gives everybody a chance to display, first of all, their faith in him, in his blood, in his work. And then immerse themselves in thoughts about that. That life, that blood, that nature. And then see results that he would specially pour out his goodness in ways that were not normal. They were special. They were unusual. Hallelujah. Unusual, special, and mighty displays of the power of his word. So I guess they would reach a place where they just said words. They preached words and things just started happening. Praise God. All right, let's see if we can hear Revelation 13, 8, and then Ephesians 1, 7 in Canada. Praise God. Now, due to various factors, I think the word for it today is logistics. We may not be able to do that. I don't know. But at least you can try to do it in your home, where you can just immerse yourself in the word of God over and over, hear the messages over and over. You know, and not get tired of it. I'm sure they were not tired of Brother Paul. They didn't say, ah, Brother Paul again. Ah, oh, man. You stayed with Brother Paul day after day, day after day, day after day. One year, two years, three years. Wow. And amazing things are happening. And this church has become so great. And, uh, you know, it's not just one person. It's always a team. It's not just one person doing it. So Paul had... With him, people who stood with him and people like Timothy. Timothy became the pastor of that church. And he was a young guy. And he had to deal with all of these things. But Paul had given him a recipe by which he could continue the work and actually succeed at the work. And he became the bishop of that church and overseer of other churches in that whole Revelation chapter 2 and 3. All those churches came under the care of the Ephesian church. Very interesting. And you can see if you read chapter 2 and 3 of Revelation that they all had their problems. And so the immersion was required again and again, again and again. And the problems would be washed out and the cleansing would take place. And it was referred to as gold that is more price, pricey, uh, more precious than any natural gold. You know, and uh, eye salve and cleansing. You can see that this was required even in that time. And how much more in this time where we live. Praise God. Uh, so don't get fed up of these things. Just know that whatever resistance is going on is from a lower nature. That the natural man, which all of us have, does not want these things. And so we need to present ourselves to the daily dosage and maybe even complete submersion in it 
day after day to see the special desire and power of God come to manifestation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So these are some of the truths that we want to think about. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's go off again to, uh, let's read, most likely we'll go to Micah chapter 5 and 2. I like to see how sometimes, how God thought and God waited patiently, but he spoke some things and those things had to come to pass. That really uh, blesses me. Micah 5, 2 says, But thou, Jerusalem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old and from everlasting. (laughs) What a statement. So this town that's supposed to be small, and uh, little among thousands. Yet from there is going to come the one whose goings have been from old, from everlasting. In other words, God is coming out of there. Out of a town that is nothing. And God spoke it and uh, you, you and I know that he finally came out of that place called Bethlehem. Amen. And Bethlehem, one uh, Reality about it is there are two words, bet and lekem, which means house of bread. And so the, the life and the bread of life, God's own life had to come from that place. Amen. And there's a lot of symbolism but reality there. And Almighty God, this is a good scripture to prove that God himself came out of Bethlehem. Hallelujah. Interesting. And so... Uh, God has already decided your time, your place, your season, your boundary. And today, thank God you know him. And uh, in that place that you live, in Bangalore, in that city, in that town, God wants to show the one whose goings were from long time ago. That living God. He wants his ways to be known, to be displayed on the earth. Hallelujah. I read the Amplified. He says, but you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, sorry, you are little to be among the clans of Judah, yet out of you shall come, shall one come forth for me who is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from ancient days, from eternity. Hallelujah. So eternity came to one town, broke into time. Timelessness has come to the earth. Eternity has come into time today and eternity has come into you today because the life and the mercy and the blood of the lamb was shed for us and you were a recipient of eternity imagine where there is no limit where there is no boundary where all things are possible is actually resident inside you in that vessel of earth there is actually eternity there is God himself whose goings were from old, dwelling inside. And you are that city. You are that place today, which was nothing before. But today you have become the carrier of the God whose goings were from old. 
Eternity is inside us right now. The life of God, the nature of God, the Spirit of God. All of that is inside you and I. Praise God. So, uh, you know, there's a cleansing that takes place. Our thoughts are changing. Renewal. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is renewing things at the same way as our mind is adjusting to these thoughts. And we are embracing more and more of the life of God. And at some critical point, special things can be done. Things that God wants to do. See, so sometimes people say, why isn't God doing this here? Why isn't God doing that there? Yeah, He always wants to. But He wants us to get to a place where we are so stuck with those thoughts. We are totally carried off by those thoughts and we are just in waters. That They have risen from the ankle, gone to the knee, to the waist, and they have just taken us and we've lost control and we are just in the control of the waters of the world. And then God can just do whatever He wants to do. See, there is a constant renewal and restoration that's going on as we begin to desire this personally and then corporately. Oh, God can do whatever He wants to do. Eternity can be seen in our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's wonderful. This thing actually came to pass. Matthew 2, 6 says, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, you are not in any way least or insignificant among the chief cities of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will govern and shepherd my people Israel. This had to come to pass, and it came to pass. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. John uh, 42 declares, 7.42, Does not the scripture tell us that Christ will come from the offspring of David, from Bethlehem, the village where David lived? <laughs> Praise God. You know, this is, uh, to me, sometimes it's amazing to just see that God came there and they did not recognize and so there are arguments to prove. Did you not know that this is what God said before, even by the prophets, and now it is happening right here? And others would say, ah, stone him, kill him, refuse him, throw him from the you know, brow of the hill. We don't want him. Hallelujah. So there is something about this that you know, has to uh, draw us to a place where we say, I cannot trust my mind, I cannot trust my feelings. You know, I need to trust what the Word is saying, what the Spirit of God is saying. God is actually living inside me now. And He is in our midst right now. And we are the ones carrying Him right now. And therefore, if we can make a few uh, changes internally with the Word, washing us, uh, regenerating, rearranging, as our minds are being subjected to bombardment of the Word, day in and day out, God can now break through and do whatever He wants to, even special, unusual things. Hallelujah. And uh, that cry of our heart for eternity will be seen in the natural. Meanwhile, God planned for us a long time ago. And we were not supposed to be anything less. So that little town has now become significant. Who does not know about Bethlehem now? If you have anything to do with Jesus, Bethlehem has become important to you. Amen? It was supposed to be insignificant, but it has become very significant. Why? Eternity. 
Don't you think you and I are significant? A city set on a hill. You are the light of the world. All of these thoughts are connected to us now. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's hear Micah 5 2. Have we heard that yet? Micah 5 2 also in Canada. Praise God. So we have someone who came here and showed us how it's done. And he started young because he was always God. The Bible declares in Hebrews 10 somewhere around the fourth and fifth, uh, that he said, you have prepared a body for me. You are not happy with sacrifices uh, and burnt offerings of the old covenant, but now you've given me a body. So uh, here you can see that even as a, a person with a body in the crib, he was still God. Hallelujah. Praise God. But he had to uh, deal with it in the earth realm also. Praise God. So this person who came from eternity is now, in quote, limited in a body, but he's actually having to handle the fact that he is God and he's man, but it has to come through fellowship with God, fellowship with the Word, just like you and I. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, he's 100% God and 100% man. Very interesting. But he had to do it just like he prescribes for us to do it. Hallelujah. So the Bible declares in verse 49 of Luke 2, And he said unto them, How is it that you sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And he's about 12 here. And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. Where your own father doesn't understand you. The one that had angelic visitations did not understand. Because they were not in tune with the scripture. They would have known who he was. I mean, the angel came, told her, that thing which shall be born in you, that holy thing shall be known as the Almighty God. And she could not figure it out because they were still in the natural, even though they had such a supernatural baby. We all have this problem. We, we have this natural stuff that's always trying to challenge the supernatural eternal life that we have. And so a, a bombardment and an immersion is required for us to actually know and change the way we handle that life and carry ourselves. Amen? Praise God. It continues. Verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. The fact that he increased proves to us that there were parts of his life that had to grow. Meanwhile, he's God. He had to grow in knowledge. He had to grow in wisdom. It's hard to fathom that. It had to come from studying the word. He had to spend time in daddy's house doing the kind of will that the father had for him. Thinking along those lines. For this perfect one, it was required. Don't you think it is required of us? We may put some people to uh, confusion. They may be wondering, what kind of people are these? Even those who are, 
you know, supposed to know us, may not know us. We may be a, a kind of mystery to them because we are thinking differently. Uh, hallelujah. Let's see if we can read some of this in Canada also. Maybe 49 and 50, first of all, out of Luke chapter 2. Atanu Avarige, Nivu Nananu Udukidenu, Nanu Nana Tandeya Kelasadali, Rabe Kadadu, Agatevagi Tendu Nimage Tilililavo and the No. Adare Atanu Avarige, Helida, Matanu Avaru Brahisalilla. Praise God. And of course, he went down with them as a good son and was subject to them. The Bible says, but in 52, it says, Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God. And man, he had to actually grow in all of that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes I think about it. If I had a child, for instance, or you had a child, or anyone had a child who, from a tender age, all they're bothered about is reading their Bible and praying. What kind of response will it produce? You know, we'll be pleasantly excited, very happy about it. And we will try to make everything possible for him to grow in that. Amen. And this boy, when he was five, he was just praying, studying. At ten, he was fasting and praying, always in the room. Wow. That would be a cool boy, a cool daughter. Amen. I mean, you would just be happy that you have such a person. Amen. Praise God. And this is the kind of boy he was. Uh, but he was like that. He was very much a boy, but he was also like this. This was the other part of him, that he was conscious of uh, the need to grow in his father's eyes, in his father's presence. And that blood, life, power word has been poured out to us also. And eternity is inside us, just like he carried eternity even from a baby within him. But he had to grow and he had to acknowledge the, the Father's fellowship and enjoy all of that daily. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said he was in the synagogue with them teaching daily and they did not come to catch him. Jesus was a daily teacher. Hallelujah. He knew what it meant. He knew there had to be a daily life walk immersion in the word of God. And what I found to be interesting was that even with that kind of daily loading that was taking place, there was a guy at the gate of the temple that didn't get healed while Jesus was here. <laughs> and later on, his disciples, to prove that he has a team working with him, that he has planned and thought about the, the teamwork that he doesn't do everything. The team came along. This hardcore, tough guy, zealot called Simon, hard guy, becomes the one who causes that man to rise up and walk, who was, you know, crippled from his mother's womb and used the life and nature in the name of Jesus and caused that miracle to come to pass. And said, It is not our holiness. It is not any power that we have, but it is Jesus, His name, His life, His blood, His word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful to know that it's a team and that we're going to work together and see these things come to pass? 
Hallelujah. And that when brother so and so leaves, you don't have to be disappointed. Oh no, brother Paul is gone. But guess what? You can do it too. And you can continue. Hallelujah. And if he had not been sure of that, he would not have left us here. He said, it's advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I don't go, you're not going to receive the Holy Spirit. The advantage would not be ours. So it's all advantageous that you and I are here on the earth with just a Bible (laughs) and some praying in tongues and maybe a good leader now and then. Hallelujah. It's an advantage. We may be saying, oh Jesus, if you could just come and teach us in our church, we'll be there every day. I don't know if we would. Because, you know, not everybody went there that day. As we begin to desire this more and more, I believe, from our houses, the glory of God will be seen. The fire of God will appear. Uh, Things will happen. Our children will be, you know, a minister of the gospel from a very young age and will be, you know, mighty on the earth and do exploits and so on and so forth. So um, just some things to think on. There's no force. We are not forcing anybody to do any of these things. It's just... Think about it and see what eternity is expecting us to enjoy. Hallelujah. Maybe we can hear 252. Have we done that? Not yet. Okay. We have, huh? No. Let's do 252. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to the book of John. Some more. Now let's leave John. Let's go off to uh, Matthew. Matthew chapter 22. I think we saw this sometime, maybe two weeks ago. And it was interesting. There was a test going on. You know, somewhere. Pharisees, somewhere Sadducees. They all gathered there and they wanted to test Jesus. You know, the, the Sadducees are sad because <laughs> they don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in the spirit realm. So they're sad, you see. But then the Pharisees, <laughs> they believe in all of that. Yet, both of these groups decided to challenge Jesus and, uh, you know, give him a, a tough time. And so they would just pester him with various things. But look at verse 34. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence. They were gathered together. <laughs> so Jesus was being tested. Of course, he, he passed with royal colors. You know, uh, they were put to silence. So the other group was happy and they said, now it's our turn. You know, let's see, let's see what you can do now. 35, then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? So these guys are, in quote, more, you know, uh, (laughs) whatever, spiritual or anything they think, which is the great commandment in the law. And Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And then he continues, And the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And he says, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. 
definitely these are a little more spiritual uh, kind of questions. The, the former guys asked, suppose a guy was married to somebody and that guy died and his brother was alive and there were seven brothers or, you know, what a weird question. And, uh, you know, and the next one married the same one. It was possible back in those, the second one, the third one. They all had the same wife. When they get to heaven, whose wife will she be? What a question. And then Jesus said, you err, because you don't know the scripture or the power of God, that in heaven we are like angels. So that was that level of spirituality that ended there. The next one seemed if, you know, better. Okay, which is the most important you know, question of the law and uh, etc. But of course, Jesus gave them the clear answer. You love the Lord, your God, notice, with all. Amen? Hallelujah. Notice this. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. He said this, number one. Don't you think he obeyed it? I think so. He gave it all. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Hallelujah. And he said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. In other words, if you have accepted Jesus, all this is fulfilled. And the ability to fulfill it in your daily life is possible because the life of God, which is this, is inside. The very nature of God is inside. Eternity is inside. And you can love the Lord with all. And you can love your neighbor. But you have to get full of those thoughts with all of your mind, with all that you have, you are filled with it, and then it begins to show. Amen? Hallelujah? And uh, praise God. Let's see if we can go further with that. And then, you know, he said, now is my turn to ask you a question. You guys exhausted everything. Now you have to take one from me too. While the Pharisees were gathered together, verse 41 says, Jesus asked them, saying, what think you of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, Son of David. Okay, good answer. He said unto them, How then does David in spirit call him Lord? Saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, Till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David then call him Lord, How is he his son? And no man was able to answer him a word. Neither durst any man from that day forth ask him any more questions. Amen. So he is now beginning to tap into the word and drawing from it and saying, Can you see what has happened in the spirit? That the son of David is actually the Messiah. Amen. Do you know there's a place where they said, Don't you know? The scripture or the law tells us that Christ endures forever. And then you say the son of man must be lifted up. Who is this son of man? <laughs> so they were, they were trying to use the word at the same time to figure him out. But he would still, you know, uh, be a mystery to them. And here we are, we have the whole book. We saw everything that they, they went through, the questions they posed and the answers he gave and the questions he asked. We know who he is. We are carrying the life of God. 
But today, what we are urged to do is to be totally carried away by these things. We don't have any more, in quote, will of our own. That our will is submitted to Him. Our thoughts are submitted to Him. Our choices are completely given to Him. Of course, that's, that's, uh, there's no one like that. Praise God. The world is still to see a person who is totally yielded to Him. Only Jesus was that. The rest of us have something to deal with again and again. Hallelujah. So from that place we understand. Uh, David said, My flesh cleaves to the ground, to the dust. I'm constantly being drawn that way. I think it's 119, 24 or so. I'm always drawn downwards. Quicken thou me according to thy word. I need quickening. I I, I understand there's a part of me that is uh, a vessel of earth. And it requires quickening according to thy word. Hallelujah. So there is a reliance on the washing of the word, on the life that's in the word, the cleansing power of the blood that we need again and again and again to steward this mighty eternal life and power that we have. To see God do whatever special thing he wants to do. To have the word mightily growing and showing his muscles in our midst. Hallelujah. So it's not any legalism. You must pray, you must fast. You have to come for the meeting. It's nothing like that. Nothing like that. It's nothing like that. Hallelujah. So he was calling them to a place where from the word they would understand that maybe, just maybe, he is the son of David that the poor and the lame and the maimed would call out to, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. He was trying to tell these educated folks who knew the word, maybe you are talking to the son of David, who is also the Lord, whom the Lord said to my Lord, David's Lord, sit at my right hand. Maybe this Jesus is the same Lord that David was talking about. And that he is also the son of David. Amen. And they knew it. I think they were caught right there. They just shut their mouths. They finished asking questions from that day onwards. Here we are, later on, much later on. We have all of the privilege. But there's the natural world that draws and messes with our faith and our walk. And we, we know when we are, you know, in the silence and quietness of ourselves, we know there is much more. There is much more. There is much more. We know that. And today, I believe we are being urged to go into those places where our own material life is swallowed up by His eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we think on these things, when we ponder on these things, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know if we can maybe uh, yeah, read something or two. Matthew 12, I'm sorry, Matthew 22. And um, let's read uh, 38 and to 40 first of all. He asked me, Modalaneadu, Dordadu, Agide, Adarante. Nino Nina Nereva Nanu Ninante, Pritisabekim Badu Eradaneadu. 
ನ್ಯಾಯ ಪ್ರಮಾಣವೆಲ್ಲವೂ ಪ್ರವಾದನೆಗಳು ಈ ಎರಡು ಆಜ್ಞೆಗಳ ಮೇಲೆ ಆಧಾರಗೊಂಡಿವೆ ಅಂದನು and then he asked them the question verse 41 and maybe uh, all the way to 44 you know in canada also farisayaru koodi bandiruvaga yesu avarige kristana vishayavagi neevu enu nenasuttiri aatanu yara maganu endu kelidakke avaru aatanige davidana kumaranu andaru ಆತನು ಅವರಿಗೆ ಹಾಗಾದರೆ ದಾವೀದನು ಆತ್ಮದಲ್ಲಿ ಆತನಿಗೆ ಕರ್ತನೆಂದು ಕರೆದು ಕರ್ತನು ನನ್ನ ಕರ್ತನಿಗೆ ನಾನು ನಿನ್ನ ವಿರೋಧಿಗಳನ್ನು ಪಾದಪೀಠವಾಗಿ ಮಾಡುವವರೆಗೆ ನನ್ನ ಬಲಗಡೆಯಲ್ಲಿ ಕೂತುಕೊಂಡಿರು ಎಂದು ಹೇಳಿದನಲ್ಲ Hallelujah and and the actual place at the right hand of majesty on high is where you and I are actually sitting and our fellowship is with him hmm. it's amazing how much has been given to us already and then how can we not fellowship with that place and be so carried away by that place and instead be distracted by mundane things it happens it happens and that's why the church is here that's why the disciples are here to stir us on to meditate and immerse ourselves and be so full of these things that we can tell from the spirit realm what's right what is the truth where we ought to be what god can do and see it come to pass hallelujah praise god verse 45 says if david then call him lord how is he his son no man was able to answer him a word neither does any man from that day forth ask him any more questions praise god that idea that god and man could actually be found in one person and that man can actually be because of that substitution a son of god and and he brought many sons to glory through that act and that the glory of god is ours literally it belongs to us it's our portion that we can walk in it we can bear it around we can pour it out we can see it these thoughts have to begin to move us you know more and more into saying lord is nothing legalistic here i just want to yield to you and love you more and 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 submerge myself in your regenerative cleansing power so that you can be pleased to do anything you want those special things those glorious things that i will not hinder you i will flow with you hallelujah let's hear verse 45 and then maybe 46 also in canada as we pray davidanu aatanannu kattanendu kariyuvadadare aatanu davidana maganaguvadu hege endu kelidanu adakke yaru ondu maatannu saha aatanige uttara kodalarade hodaru idallade aa dinadinda yava prashnegalannadaru aatanannu keluvadakke yarigu dhairya baralilla hallelujah Thank you father thank you father there is a river that makes the city glad and that river is on the inside of us today that life that flows from the throne of god the living waters are on the inside of the believer today hallelujah we give you thanks those who speak with tongues those who 
uh, yield to that vocal gift and miracle of tongues. Oh, we give you thanks, Lord, that those life-giving waters, that anything it touches will live, the Bible says, will rise up within us, that we can be being filled with the Spirit. We can continue to be filled more and more, then it rises up beyond our ankles and our knees, our waist, and then takes over and pushes us towards the great throne of our Father and fellowship with Him and produce what God had planned for on the earth before time began. That we would be custodians and we would be the bearers of that glory that can be poured out on humanity. And they will know that God is on the earth. That God is with these people and God is in these people. And that the reality that Christ came to bring us home will become so clear that this is not our home, that we are just passing through, we are aliens, that this is not the final stop, hallelujah, that we are here to show forth the praises of Him who called us out of darkness into His marvelous light, to show the marvels, to show the glories of God on the earth, hallelujah, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I believe there's a stirring that's going on, a desire that's rising up, that we are being moved into that place right now, even in this month and the months ahead, in the name of Jesus, that you begin to see a, a special uh, coming into your life and your homes of the reality of God Himself, the Spirit of the living God, who is on the earth, will stir us to enjoy God in greater measures and transmit Him in greater measures. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If I seem a little slow and maybe uh, stuttery, uh, forgive me, I've been a little tired, but God is faithful and He will bless the Word in Jesus' name. If you like to share and be a part of this, you can give and receive in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, team. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. You are blessed. Thank you so much. Hallelujah.